Hello, and welcome back to Filter Optional. I am Chico West. And I'm Shannon West. And once again, it's a happy new year, 2020. Here we are back in studio. Yes, yes. For our first uh, episode of the new year. I'm the new um, decade. New decade, yes. Right. The roaring 20s. <laughs> Uh, how about that? Hopefully, yeah. maybe it'll be that way. Maybe it'll be the roaring 20s. Maybe so. Uh, who who knows? Uh, but I'm glad. I'm glad to be back in studio with Kevin. We always like having Kevin produce our show. Yes. Happy New Year, guys. Yes, thank Happy you. Happy New Year to you as well. Um, <clears throat> so so today, uh, just kind of recapping, um, we, we've been out of the studio for a while. We did a little traveling, went down to San Antonio for the Alamo Bowl, hook yes. and horns. Yes, yes, the win. We got a win. We got a bowl win. We got a bowl win big time. That was, was fun. Good. But um, I am a little, so the University of Texas doesn't go back to school until the 21st. Um, actually, yeah, the 21st, I think, yeah. a Tuesday. And so... And Travis was here before Christmas, so it's like, and then he left for the bowl game, and then he's back now until the 18th, and I just, I'm like, my back home baller is about to, like, kill me. Have y'all seen that Saturday Night Live skit, (laughs) back home ballers? Like, oh my gosh, I mean, I even... It's crazy, because you you get comfortable, and he was only home, uh, you know, for like three days, you know, Christmas Day, and he flew out early the the next no, day. The twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and then he left on the twenty sixth. <laughs> oh yeah, he came in on that Saturday, and, and basically, and so he he hadn't been home as as long as most of the college students no. uh, from the University of Texas. But it's it's wild. You kind of get comfortable doing what you've been doing without one child in the house well yeah well it's it's a whole different schedule like he's on break which is so nice for him and you know i but and i still i'm kind of low-key turning his room into a guest room yes (laughs) without him realizing it like yes it's like turning the uh the hot plate up a degree at a time yeah exactly because he doesn't see what happens is i did the first time he came home because he left so shortly like the day after graduation. Um, and so I, I didn't have his room cleaned out. And so when he came home, he goes, I just don't, I feel like I'm staying in a guest room. I feel like this would be my room because his drawers were full with, he couldn't really unpack and stuff. And so I strove to make it more homing, welcoming for when he came home, but he's still the same kid that he was all growing up. He is messy. He is, uh, you know, doesn't hang stuff up. He is just like you. Um, yes. He doesn't put stuff up. He just, he doesn't put things in drawers. He leaves drawers open. And so he has brought home everything from his locker at school. So he has like four piles in his room. The the locker room pile, the um, shoe pile, the uh, dressy clothes pile or whatever, athletic wear. I mean, he's got like four or five piles. So I asked him before he left the house the other day, I said, can you just organize your piles so that um, I know what to clean and what to wash and, you know, whatever. And he goes, well, I thought my piles were organized. 
I mean, it's 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 kind of in his way. They are. They are, but you know, it's not it's not Shannon way or Beck way. No, but it is in his way. He does have a a method to yes. his madness. Anyway, so I am. I've ordered him a new bed frame because he hasn't had one and since he was a little boy. And he, we just need to. It's time to turn low key turn his room into a guest room. So yes. So I mean, so that's that happy. that's good. So today's episode, I was I was I was thinking because it it kind of has to do with you know this is a Casa Kalina production and yeah. once again Casa Kalina is a you know all male ninety day um, residential treatment program for addiction. You know we get down to the core wounds. We you know address those things, uh, but but really what I I believe is people just people in general, you know, what, what is our relationship like with God? You know, and how do I, how do I address those things? Because I can get, I can get wrapped up in anything uh, if there's addiction or even if there's not addiction, you know? And so I, I was reading um, today uh, just this scripture verse and I was, I was thinking about it for me. It's a, it's a couple verses. It says, do not Lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, that your heart will be also. And so I was I was just thinking, I I know I struggle with laying up my treasures uh, not here, uh, really not here on earth, but here on, uh, I do lay up my treasures here on earth, but not here in heaven. And so I, I was just kind of wondering, what are your thoughts, Shannon, uh, about that, how we can get sucked into well, just materialism. Christmas just came about all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, I think you have to define treasures first of all, because, you know, I did say that, you know, we had a, since Travis was able to come home for Christmas and since both boys, you know, um, didn't really know what they wanted for Christmas, everything, I said it was kind of a bougie Christmas because I got them some, some designer, you know, items that normally I wouldn't buy for them and that they wouldn't expect me to get for them. And so, um, I was really excited about them because I think they both like opened up gifts and they were like, what? But, those are treasures. Are, yeah, they were like, Mom, got the Gucci. But um, Those are the best Christmases. You know, right? I, so for a kid, so that that is the best Christmases. Um, even for a, for me, you know? I mean, so that's talking about tre- those earthly treasures. But then how many people on January 1st are still filled with joy because of that? treasure that they received i mean truly like like this is going to sustain me for the year like as far as joy i would be willing to guess no one well it's it's crazy because you know i as we get older i love our little time you know as family the other night you know one of my treasures was you know travis made dinner for us and i really enjoyed that yes but that's that's I think I in some it's way it's a treasure, treasure you know, and then I, I called my buddy, Mike Early, you know, who's in his seventies 
uh, and lives in Wisconsin. And I, I was, uh, I was just, I hadn't talked to him in several weeks. You know, he's retired now, lives up there. He, I go, how are things going, Mike? He goes, you know what? This has been Christmas and the holidays started on the 15th and they just ended yesterday. And this phone call was yesterday. Yeah. And he goes, it has been the best thing. Shelly and I have really enjoyed it. He told me to tell you hi. Okay. But uh, the deal is he his treasure was spending time with his kids and his grandkids. Yeah. And just excited that that was the treasure, yes. you know, in there. It's like that. That's why I, I like, you know, do not lay up your uh, for yourself treasures on earth. Do right. not lay up. Do not s- store those. Store. I like what you're saying. It's like on, on January 1st, how many were still excited about uh, that? Right. And so um, and my my thing is that, is that I can get into, so now that we're kind of back to the routine because Beck's back in school and we're back at work and all that kind of stuff. And Travis is not, he's not doing anything, you know, but he, again, he's still on break and he works very hard all year. So I'm not ragging on Travis. I'm just saying our times are off, but so I'm trying not to store some of the earthly treasures could be, you know, my organization and my house being in order. I mean, it is so dirty right now and disorganized and there's just stuff everywhere. And, um, I, I can't, that doesn't mean anything in the whole scheme of things. And um, in heaven, I mean, you know, I need to embrace the fact that he's in my house and that he can hang out with Beck. I mean, he and Beck were in the hot tub, you know, last night till l- kind of late. But that, see, that to me, me, like, I need to look at it like, oh, how sweet that they get that time together and whatever, and I'll take whatever comes with it. But I woke up this morning, well, we have a dryer issue anyway. And so when you think about towels, both of them had used new clean, <coughs> clean towels, and they were both of those towels were on the ground downstairs. And, um, you know, I, I try not to let that, you know, I can't store up resentment either, you know. I mean, I I don't know. I, I like what you're saying. It's, it's, it. That's that tough place is like, okay, what it, it comes down to, like, you know, when I was first kind of introducing this topic is, you know, at Casa Clean is like, man, it, it is about uh, recovery and addiction is really about a relationship with God. Do I have that relationship with God? You know, am I able to, you know, really, really connect and pause and have, have that moment, you know, but if I get focused on you know, these treasures of earth from, you know, the gifts at Christmas or, you know, being all organized. I mean, those things are fine and good. There's nothing wrong with those things, those inanimate things or being real organized and getting things done. But really, when it comes down to it, where I know I struggle, I get focused more on on earthly stuff than on what, you know, what my relationship with God is. Okay. And you, you haven't really segued into how that is with recovery. I'm I'm struggling a little bit with the segue. I'm not, you're not really making. Yeah, how, how does it tie in? Yeah, how does it tie, does it tie in? in? Um, it's a good question because it, it is kind of just random thoughts yeah, you're going on having, right here. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess the, the segue is um, with, with recovery. So do you think family, I mean, you know, right now, this time of year, we talk about, like, is anybody really 
you know, happy with all of those earthly treasures on January 1st, does it really give them joy? And it's like the Marie Kondo, you know, have you heard of her? Uh-uh. You know, she's the, you know, have you, Kevin? No, I have not. Oh, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Every woman has, but it's. Right of the loop. It's, it's, yes. Well, it's, she wrote that, she wrote the book about you need to clean out your life, declutter your life or whatever. And you even go through your closet and it, you ask yourself if it gives you joy. Okay. About. So yeah. if it gives you joy. If it doesn't give you joy, you get rid of it. So we're talking about kind of joy, like on January 1, do all these earthly treasures. We had such a fun, you know, Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Does it give you joy? Well, really only God can give you joy. That's a God word. I think joy is. Happiness is an earthly word. And so, you know, you can be happy with all of these things. Um, I'm happy with all the gifts. I'm happy with my kids, um, you know, responses to it. But what, what, what brings true joy? And so also families are struggling in the recovery community. January 1st is a big day for a lot of people, a lot of families that are like, okay, now the rubber hits the road. We've got to figure out what's going on either with our loved ones or with ourselves. You know, you might have a self-reflection of like, okay, I had a, I, I partied up. I went to awesome parties. I, met a rock star over the holidays. I, you know, I, I had the biggest blast. We got a bowl win and we, you know, whatever, like I had the biggest blast, but I have no joy and I might have a problem. I got designer gifts and I, I have no right. joy. I, and I, I got designer gifts, but I still might be an addict and I might need to get some help. So it's funny, actually, that you mentioned that. Sorry, guys, I don't mean to butt yeah, in. Yeah, no, I won't. But uh, in college, I took a couple, I was very interested in um, addiction and treatment courses. And I, there's this professor I like so much, and I'm taking three of his classes. And the way he always defined addiction is when any substance has driven all of the joy out of your life. He said, that's, that's when well, you know. So, yeah. I don't know if there's any. No, I think that's I don't know good. what the validity is of that, but. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that because you're because the only thing you have this fleeting glimpses of joy by when you're you're getting high and stuff like that or you're taking away uh, I don't even know if it's fleeting glimpses of joy you're taking away any uh, any pain or depression or anxiety by continuing to use you can't find joy in the little things you know and I I was trying to look right here I had a good illustration of joy and I meant to write it down. But, you know, joy, I, I love what Henry Nowen talked about when he talked. Nowen? Nowen. I'm kidding. Henry Nowen. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nowen or Nowen. That's in what his, Brene says. Yeah, in yeah. his book, Life Signs. Yes. Um, what he talked about, he talked about in his professor, you're talking about your prefer, professor, uh, Kevin. His professor would talk about fear and anxiety. And someone in the class asked, hey, speak to us about joy. You know, you've, you've done this whole semester about fear and anxiety, but can you talk to us about joy? And the professor gave it a shot and only talked one class and goes, no, I need to get back to fear and anxiety. Joy is a hard thing to talk about. Is it one of the feelings? I believe it's one of the okay. feelings. Yes. Joy is a feeling. Joy yeah, is, joy a, is feeling. a feeling. But happiness, yeah. happy is happiness not a feeling. Happiness is not. Happy is not. Exactly. Okay, so. And so joy is that place of, you know, when, when we're stuck in addiction or you don't even have to be in addiction is like, Man, where, you know, where am I finding my hope? Right. You know, where am I finding that joy? And if I can't, if I'm finding it in inanimate objects or in a substance, 
man, that's where I'm storing up my treasure. Right. And so when we're talking recovery, you you ask that question is like I first have to recognize, you know, am I an alcoholic or an addict? And if I am, okay, I have an allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind. But, you know, it talks about having that faith that that if I have that faith that I can get that peace from my relationship with my God, then there is that and hope. And not a substance. And not a substance or not or stuff. Or yeah, stuff. Or whatever. All of a sudden, there is hope, you yeah. know, because all of a sudden, I'm not comparing my insides to someone else's outsides. Right. You know, I'm finding I'm finding joy and hope in the little things of the world. And how am I how am I doing that? And I think a lot of it has to do also with am I getting out of self? Because I don't think we recognize as people. I know I don't how selfish and self centered I am. I can talk about it. I can describe it. I can take ownership of my selfishness, self-centeredness. But I think we are, as people, driven by it. Well, yeah. And so being driven by it is like we don't have a relationship with something greater than ourselves. We have a relationship with ourselves. We want to maintain ourselves. Yes. And so we think these, these inanimate objects or these substances will fill us up. Right, right. And so it's hard to store your treasure up in heaven, but part of storing that treasure up in heaven is having first that faith. You know, faith that there is something greater than us. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Does that does that help uh, articulate it, or am I still kind of vague? I don't know. I'm all right with cleared it up for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I just, you know, yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, and here's the crazy thing is we're we're talking about this. It goes along with what uh, what Nowen talked about in his book when when he gave the illustration with his professor. It's a lot easier to talk about, you know, fear, anxiety, depression selfishness self-centeredness it's it lot, is hard it's a lot easier in a uh like a school situation or a training situation but it's not in life like than personal i mean yeah. what it you know what are the suicide rates in january i mean you know every i mean i'm a, i'm a little down right now even though i have travis at home and we had a bowl win and you gave me a really nice watch for christmas and everybody had a great time and my christmas tree is up and Things are organized and whatever, sort of, not really, but, um, but I'm, I'm kind of down. I mean, I'm like, oh, what? I, a always, I always get depressed after yeah, the holidays yeah. <laughs> pretty much every year. Well, it, I, it didn't help that Christmas and so New people Year's don't talk about it, you know, really, happened on, but they don't talk about it, but we can talk about it. You just talked about it. How hard is it though, going back to what now I'm saying to talk truly about joy? Well, yes, no, that's... I, that's what I'm talking about is we can talk about it. You, both of y'all just admitted, yeah. and I can identify with you as well, tired, you know, little lethargic. Okay, here's another new year. I mean, yes. I can talk about a lot of those things. You know, we come home, we complain. You know, it, it's a lot, a lot of those things. We, women in your situation that have kids in, in school and in college, you know, there's a, some bitching about, you know, the... That. There is, and there's sadness when they go back. But how too. often do so we talk about those little things? Like it would, I 
felt joy last night when I saw our boys in the hot tub and they were having a deep conversation. And I kind of, I, I didn't kind of, I walked outside and, you know, I could tell they were in this deep conversation. Okay. I'll leave y'all alone. Yeah. Yeah. But I walked back inside and didn't, I had truly a sense of joy. Yeah. No, I no, liked their brings me joy too. You know, I didn't, my selfishness, self-centeredness, oh, why am I being left out? I didn't think that. <laughs> well, but there's been times that I have. Yes, you you do tend to do that, but that's just your personality, too. Yeah, and I'm I trying to work on that. Yeah. But it's like, man, the little things of joy is so hard to talk about. Yes, and it, but it's also hard to figure out about yourself. It's hard to pinpoint, like, I mean, I'm going to use a real... Um, surface shallow example right now is that so when you and travis were hunting i started binge watching the crown kevin have you seen the crown no what channel is that on it's netflix oh okay it's netflix and it's all about it's it's i guess i don't even think it's historical fiction it's all pretty historical but obviously they go into private meetings between the queen it's all about the british you know monarchy and um kind of like downton abbey but um that's why, yeah, when you said that, I assumed it was a BBC show at first. Yes, it well, sounds right, like that. right. And it's so good. It's really good, and it's really historical. But then, so as I'm watching it, I'm realizing that it's so hard for people to find joy when everything is predetermined for them, um, what they're going to believe. You know, they can't even really worship their God so freely um, because they're under the church. I mean... You know, Queen Elizabeth, she couldn't change anything because she's into the church anyway. And so, and now we have Harry and Meghan, you know, they've left the royal family, mm -hmm. basically. Um, and it's because they weren't <coughs> getting joy. They had a child and they, I don't think they had any joy. And so it takes a while to pinpoint um, what will bring you joy. But really, I think a lot of people in those positions are some of the saddest people on earth. I mean, that totally has I mean, to be a very feels like an empty existence, even though you know you're married, you have kids, family, and whatnot. But everything is you're under a microscope, and it's all formal and yes, and yeah. everything is told to you. Protocol, you have to follow protocol on every, even yeah. talking to your parents. But it happens with us here. I know. So that's what I'm I mean, saying that's, is that that's I'm, where, I, that's how what can I'm, we well, find... I, that's what I, I was kind of getting to. Like, I'm watching The Crown and then watching this go down in real life. Like, yesterday, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this is happening to everybody. Everybody's parents are, you know, trying to control and certain people can't find joy and... Not to that level, you. but yeah, I know what yeah, you mean. But I mean, I, I compare it to people, um, and I don't mean when it's on Rue, but really, really rich families. Yes. I yes. think there's a similar... Uh, um, and, and I was thinking the same thing, but it's not rude. It's, you know, I love what, you know, when you talk about the, the super wealthy, the super wealthy is just, uh, it, they, they're just more comfortable in their misery. Right. That's you know, I mean, yes, they, I've heard that I mean, you, before. you yes, can, exactly. you can fly the private jet, you know, people are catering to you all the time. That's right. And it's like, we, we run into that all the time. Uh, we ran into it a few times over the holidays. Um, yes. You know, I mean, it's, it just, it, there's so many examples in our life of, um, you know, people not experiencing joy, but then also not seeking the one that can give them joy or, you know, help this situation. But 
And and it's it's tough because we get that false, you know, especially in our capitalistic culture, is we get that false perception of joy as well. You know, and so people rebel against it. What do you mean? Uh oh I when I when I say rebel against it, that was wrong. Okay. <laughs> I just I'm just asking what yeah. you meant. No, I I you know, it's just it's it's hard and what I guess I was really trying to say is when it, in our capitalistic culture, it, there's a lot of comparing. If I don't have this, you know, they do, am I missing out? Instead of pausing and going, that's storing up our treasures here on earth. Right. right. You know, it, but if I do, can I, can I have peace that transcends all understanding? If I do have that peace that transcends all understanding, that's because I have a relationship with God, the yeah. Father. Yeah. Well, you can get into self pity with comparison you can oh. say why i was in self-pity this morning i still kind of am because i'm like why can't my dryer work like normal like why can't it just oh, dry yeah. the clothes quickly our, our podcast on what is normal what do you mean you know, why can't my dryer work like normal like everybody else that has no, a dryer? yeah no i mean i didn't i didn't go there you're kind of all over the place today i have to say but um you're taking me to different places um i am totally i completely <laughs> agree 2020 yes. add this is a common trend board. with all first shows of the new year is just so it you guys okay know. thank yes. you because it's like, i'm like man i wow, wanted but, to get a show in bad but and i, I really wanted, wanted no i think this is a good one but i just i'm just trying to make my point is that i do get into pity where i'm like you know why can't i have fun why why did i have to get the flu why can't i um you know do th like I get self pity thinking that those things are going to bring me joy, you know? Yes. Why can't I go to Cabo right now, tomorrow? Why? Uh, well, why you, can't you I? can, but it's probably not the no, wisest I, financial no, move. No, it's not. I and uh, yeah, I mean, I could technically, sort, technically, yes, but um. But is that going to bring me lasting joy? Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I'm getting at is where does that lasting I, joy come from? When I fall into self-absorption, self-pity, and self, you know, absorption, again, um, or self-centeredness, then I do think that that's going to bring me joy because I get, I start to spin out. Like, why can't I get, I, I just, I want to go to Mexico tomorrow. I just want some sunshine and I want da da da, da whatever. But Instead of turning That's not reality, to, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. And in the reality, can I find joy here in the moment about the little things? Yes. You know, and, and my deal is, you know, going back to the recovery piece is, you know, I have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. Right. You know, I truly believe that re the recovery is about a relationship with God. You know, yes, I need to get the substances out of my system, but then really it's about surrender because my selfishness, self-centeredness is what is the driver. Right. And people don't realize that. Uh, and, it, and it keeps perpetuating the problem. And so, like, where am I going to store? You know, it's not about the stuff. It's not about the substances. It's not about any of those things. It's about first and foremost and only my relationship with God. All those other things can cover that up. You know, Pascal, a 14th century philosopher, talked about how we ha all have a God-shaped vacuum inside us. Right. 
do I fill that? Do I fill that up with Try the to stuff? Fill it. You know, but it yeah. it'll leak out. The yeah. only thing they can fill that God shaped vacuum is God. Right. Yes. And so do do I do I how do I store up treasures in heaven? And that's about you know getting out of self and seeing that it's more about Him than me. Yes. And that's that hard place. Sure. I have I struggle with that on a daily basis. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I'm just laughing at you. But Where, is having a spiritual problem the same as having like, you know, with the addiction stuff? They said the first step is admitting you have a problem or whatever. Right. But people who have a spiritual problem is it they don't want to acknowledge that they do or that they don't realize they do? And is it kind of the same thing as having a chemical problem? I think all of us have a spiritual problem. Really? Yes. Even yourself, even though you're, you know, an enlightened believer. 30 years sober, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. I think on a daily on a daily basis, I will try to get back into trying to run the show myself. That doesn't mean I don't take action and, and step forward with what I need to do. You know, but it does mean that, man, we, we all have this, you know, need, like Pascal said, that God-shaped vacuum. And am I putting God in there or am I putting all this other stuff in there? So, yes, the, the person that is, you know, alcoholic or, or drug addict, they, they have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. But I think every person is, is missing it. We all fall short. So everyone has the capacity to have um, Not addiction. To be spiritually content, though? Everybody has the capacity to be spiritually content if they have a relationship with, with God. Right. But that, that's different, you know, harder for others to establish. It, 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 I don't know if it's harder. It's just all about, I think we all have to surrender. You know, I think self-will gets in the way, and some people's will's stronger. Right. Well, and I think people um, tend to uh, wait until they have a situation that they absolutely can't control, a sick child, a... Um, Death in the family, death, something like that. Yeah, or something like that. Loss of a like, job, all those things. When they, the, their last resort, you hope to go from... I, I, I look at it as kind of a graph. Like I think when you start a spiritual journey, it's maybe because you are seeking it, and so you have this... Like, you go to yourself first all the time. Right. You don't want to be the atheist who gets cancer and says, God, please help me all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, so you, you go to yourself long enough to where you all of a sudden can't go to yourself. It doesn't work anymore. So then you get, go to God. Well, you hope that slowly throughout your spiritual journey that you go to God more than you go to yourself. But I think every day we still, like when I woke up this morning, knowing what I had to do with the stuff that I had going on, I went straight to Google to Google how to um, fix a dryer and whatever. And then all of a sudden I realized, anyway, I, I had no control over the situation. And so I went to my Jesus calling, like on my phone. I was like, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't go anywhere else. But I think the hope is that you... Go to God first before you go to yourself. And I, I believe, you know, it's a practice. Stuff, it's I think like yoga. Stuff, it's like everything. I think you know substances, but really stuff and all this stuff that you know comes easy. Man, it it's like in a weird way. I feel joy when people see their need for God. 
when and it's and I'm not Instead trying to of be seeing it as a weakness because a lot of yes. people see it as a weakness. If they and need, so it's if they like need something besides themselves. It because because we can cover it up with money and you know stuff and all those things and it's like man they're just uh they they don't see how I mean we are we all live and we all die I mean you cannot keep on living and the deal is that's definitely out of our control it is totally out of our control right. and if you can't understand that there's something beyond this life and, and it's all about right now then man you're missing out. And so it's like when when people get that and go, wait a minute, there is something well, you're, greater you're than missing, me. You're missing out every day in your life, not just when you yeah. die. Exactly. And, but, it, you know, I mean. I, I'm, yeah. I agree with that. And what I'm saying is I love, and, and, it's, and it sounds sadistic, I love when people see that they're broken and they need to surrender no matter what they have. Because then it's like, wow, there is something greater. I don't want to see people suffer, but suffering doesn't need to be a bad thing. Well, it's because they can find joy in the suffering, which is, yes. is so counterintuitive. But it's like that graph I was <laughs> loosely talking about. But the more that you can turn to God instead of yourself, the the easier it will be to find joy in suffering. Like, we all go through stuff, too. We all get fired from jobs. We all, um, you know, get sick. We all, we all have, like, life. Life. I mean, and a lot of us have big stuff that goes on, regardless of your wealth or whatever else. You know, a lot of us have a lot of stuff that goes on. So I always say now that I have conditioned myself to hopefully go to God first to say to people, well, I sure would rather go through this trial with God than without, you know, because I can find joy in the suffering and when it's over, like when we got audited in 2013, yeah. it was eight months of hell. I mean, I it made me sick. It was terrible. It was a terrible year. and um, But every day I would just pray that God take, take it away. Just take it away bit by bit. Just take this burden off of moment my... Moment by moment. Moment by moment, day by day, just take this burden off my plate. Season by season. And then I knew that at the end, I knew that it was going to end. I didn't know how it was going to end, but it would end, maybe with me dead. But um, <laughs> Yeah, hopefully not dead or know, in jail I mean, or something. Right, but right, exactly. And um, I knew it would end, but I knew that the joy that I would feel would be so much sweeter because I had, I had prayed for that. I had prayed, and then it was... It, it did end. It did finally end, and it was okay. It was okay. Okay. I yeah. mean, it wasn't okay. It was fine, but just made it easier to accept. It just made, I don't know, joy and suffering. I feel like if I was as enlightened as you, Shannon, I could have handled this tax season a lot better because <laughs> I had that mm -hmm. many times over. And it's hard. It's, but it, and I, that's but something here's that's the out deal. of your control. Like, but here's the like, deal. I don't know if it's, it, and I'm not, I appreciate you you know, giving that compliment to my wife. But the deal is, I don't know if it's in, as enlightened. The, the cool thing about Shannon is she just trusts God. She really has a deep faith. Yeah, that, I, I envy that, that quality. That, that, that there's that faith that, hey, okay, God's in charge. I need to do the footwork and the pain in the ass for 2013. Was she had, you know, the whole dining room table with all the receipts and everything like that. But, but the deal was her faith wasn't in 
in the IRS or right. us. And I was, was afraid. I was afraid. I mean, we were she getting did not, notices. Yeah. There was a lot of fear. Oh, it's very fearful. I, yeah, yeah. Yes. I completely understand that. And, but here's the deal is she kept going back. I, she kept having quieter and quiet times and stuff like that. It's like I, we got to find that place where we, we start our day with that quiet time, where we begin that meditation. You know, so I know today's and so then episodes. When you get, well, and then when you get to a place where you want joy um, as a part of your life, I did get to a place this Christmas where I knew that the material gifts that I was giving was not, I don't want my boys to think that that is what gives joy. And I don't think they do. Um, it was just kind of a fun, you know, but I'm at a place where I know that those things don't give me joy. So I don't. It's like keep coming back. You keep coming back. I think, yeah, they're at the age, and it's not something you do every year. I'm sure they get that. No, no, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, today's episode, I I was kind of all over the map, and I wish I'd spent more time in prayer and meditation. Well, you know what? I just told somebody that that is my intention for 2020 is to um, really be intentional about how I spend my time. So um, you can maybe do that, too. I will. And until next (laughs) time. Until next time. Filter Optional is out. Thank you.